0: They say the best things in life are free. But that's not true. Go to patreon.com bmfcast and give us your goddamn money.
1: Rock and roll.
0: Showtime. I didn't want you guys to see my balls when I get up from the Alright, I put it on. All right, welcome to the BanffCast Variety Hour. Episode hey, numbers and Variety stuff. Hour. 10? Are we on 10? Ten? 9? 10. 10. Ten. 10. 10. Yeah, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. Yeah, we're we're BJ, this, uh, BJ list this week.
2: <laughs> yeah, some uh, yeah. equipment, power mal- power mishaps yes. over in his end of the town.
0: <laughs> so I wanted oh.
2: to say malfunctions, but I think it was really malfunctioning. Weapon. It just turned off.
0: Mm-hmm that's a that's, that's a malfunction yeah, that is a malfunction yeah, yeah. the ultimate yeah uh yeah. um, yeah,
2: i don't miss that about living on that part of town yeah but power constantly going out
0: yeah well my internet went out a couple weeks ago and stayed off for about a day but anyway oh really yeah lame that was, that was fun anyway, anyway. We got movies and stuff to talk about um back to our yeah. regularly scheduled program like ish I mean, sure. our messages from last week stand. We're not we're not hiding. We're not distancing ourselves from it. It's just we said what we needed to say, and we're moving on for now. <laughs> At least yep. with content wise, you know, we, we still yep. believe
3: in everything we talked about, right. but mm-hmm. we got we got other things to talk about. Yeah, sure.
0: So anyway, um, we kind of all did a, well. Two of us did a homework. <laughs> we since we if we had BJ three out yeah, of four. And, we, we yeah, would have, sadly BJ did the homework and then yeah, yeah, had like a C average if he showed up. Um, but yeah. Uh,
2: (laughs) so tell me about Captain Ron. Uh,
0: Captain Ron is a, a vehicle, which is a boat, uh, for, for, uh, (laughs) Martin short, I believe. And, uh, Kurt Russell. Yes. Hmm. And they are on a boat and, uh, uh, Kurt Russell is a captain named Ron. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> that's so wait, so
2: is the boat named Captain Ron?
0: No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, Kurt Russell oh. is the Captain Ron, the eponymous Captain Ron.
2: Oh, so you meant it was a starring yeah. vehicle yeah. for not, not the. Yeah, it was a modern, itself. he did a
0: modernization of the old Groucho routine called the eponymous Captain Ron. And it was, it was a big hit. It's, it's that's, I remember that part of the movie. Anyway, no, we're not talking about Captain Ron, we're <laughs> talking about a Aww. documentary that uh, we kind of set ourselves as homework. It's called In Search of the Last Action Hero. Uh, Last believe- Action
3: Heroes.
0: Heroes, sorry. And it's a, I think it was a crowdsourced documentary that has now found its home on Amazon via Prime if you have it, or rental mm-hmm. if you don't. Um, and yeah, we just decided to watch it because it seemed like it was in our wheelhouse, Uh and yeah, that's we're going to talk about that first, I guess. Um. So,
2: yeah. So what have the filmmakers made anything else that I'd be familiar with?
0: I didn't look it up. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't I know did, if I it's the it. case because like I will I will say I will say this. I don't think it's a great documentary Um, because it's not it's not very well constructed as far as documentaries go, because there is no through line that isn't just talking heads. Mm hmm. Like like they were very briefly show you like a movie poster or like a scene from a still and like do little things like that. But it's it is all clips and talking heads and there's no like narrator driving like what's the point of this? Oh, right. Like reminiscing kind of thing.
3: Mm. Yeah, it's so it's strange. It has some interesting opinions about things, uh, one of which being that the term action didn't even come into the vernacular until the 1980s. Which hmm. is a, li- as, as which a, is a little strange, place, yeah. but that's kind of the the tack that they take is like, well, sure, there were westerns, and then there were some movies in the 70s that had some action in them. However, the 80s is when it started, and then it's kind of like this hooray for all the movies that you've seen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, Schwarzenegger and Stallone, they made movies everyone liked, and Van Damme came along, and people liked that too. Uh...
0: Yeah, I mean they talk Ed- about canon at great length. There's a there's a very Scott Ad- Atkins influence in it because I'm pretty sure they probably just had him for like 20 hours. I have feeling they they just had him for like an indefinite amount of time. But as much as what, they,
2: was this made by our friend Chase. Well, I mean, the thing is, <laughs> like, so... Scott Adkins fan 68. <laughs> like, I I
0: don't, I don't want to diminish it, because like, they got a, a, a wide swath of people to talk to. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's all over the place, including, like, I mean, like, Alex Winter's in there, and I'm sure it's easy to get Alex Winter, but it's like, hey, you know, you come talk about this because you were in Death Wish 3, you know, and it's like, you know, and a couple other, like, low-budget action-y
3: things, but, like, that's kind of his big claim to fame is, like, I think that was his first movie, right, or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They got him more so. He was in the canon documentary. Mm, Okay. And so a a lot of people seem to have been available from that. And Mm -hmm. it was just like, well, they talked for that. Maybe they'll come talk for this.
0: Well, I was going to say, like, because there's a lot of like repeated information that's either from that canon documentary or it's not called the movies that made us, but it's the one that those, the toys that made us guys made. Or is it the movies that made us? I don't know. But that that one that they did that it's like there's a couple of repeats because like there was some direct stories from the Die Hard one yeah. like being retold and it was
3: like yeah, yeah okay heard that it's, it's so it's weird they've got a very good selection of people for their talking heads now none of the none of the huge people are there obviously but like everyone who is huge person adjacent is there like Shane Black is all over this thing mm-hmm. and Shane Black is kind of a weirdo uh, who I feel like every time he gives a soundbite. There should have been a, what the hell do you mean by that follow-up question, and they just keep on going. It's strange. He also talks about his career like he didn't do it, <laughs> like like he's above like in watching person or something not really but just kind of like and then these things happen it's like no dude you did them well i get what he's uh, saying because i mean like there, there
0: was a there was a string of time there where he was just kind of like a glorified script doctor in a lot of ways sure. and he did a lot of that and i think that's what he was talking about is like hey i either like i got story credit because here i, I wrote a draft and it's like they kept some elements so i got a story credit you know but it's like i i think i think in the that's the thing is like this this movie sounds like it might be a documentary about last action hero it's not i mean there is a section of small section of it but like you know a lot of people took a stab at last action hero including chain black it's like he's got partial writing credit on it but Mm -hmm. you know he i think what he was talking about is like i think in context he was talking about like you know that did not go how i envisioned it it didn't go how the other guy who took a pass at it envisioned it and so you just kind of got this big mess and we've all like taken blame or blamed other people and then he was just like and then i just went through a period of like you know just doing things that i didn't really care the end result i just write it and pass it along and i think that's what he was talking about until he got to like long kiss night because it was like you know there was a solid chunk there where it was just like he was just doing you know things yeah. he wasn't getting like sole writing credit on or something like that and
3: that was an interesting chunk too because he's talking about that like i'm making this action movie with a female protagonist and it's going to be awesome and everyone told him no it won't be and he was like fuck you yes it will and then he was like yeah, and then it came out, and no one liked it, and it didn't make any money. So I guess they were right. And it's like, what? That's <laughs> such an odd tack to take. But it, it so the movie, like, cruises along for an hour and 45 minutes. Like, man, 80s movies are awesome. Uh-huh. And then it's like, uh-huh. last action hero, blip on the radar, and then they made The Rock with Nicolas Cage, and everything changed. And I'm like, what the fuck? So... Uh-huh. The, the the documentary has a very narrow view of what it considers action movies and action stars to be, and it considers the death knell of hor- action movies to be when they started bringing in actors and training them to do fights. That's when it broke, and that's when it stopped, and it's never been that good since. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like at first, they're like taking shots at Keanu Reeves for Speed, and I'm like, no, dude, Speed is awesome, and he's doing a lot of awesome stuff in Speed. They're not. They're not shitting on speed. They've got the writer of speed in there, who's like, "No, speed is awesome." Um, but he was like, you know, at the time, it was like, "Hey, we, you know, you're giving me Ted, you know,
0: like, <laughs> or whichever one he is. I think he's Ted." Well, that was know? everyone's he's reaction. Ted. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like, he had the, you know, he said like, "I saw yeah. Point Break," but you know, like. He was like, that's kind yeah, of Yeah, and it's
3: weird. They circle back to that for half a second. It was like, yeah, but he did point break. So we thought maybe he'll be okay. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so odd that this this movie has such a, I wish it had been better defined as to what they were talking about. That's because what I mean, it just yeah. Yeah. It's just such a narrow, like, basically they're talking about big muscle shirtless dudes movies that went away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what this whole thing is about. But it's basically an hour. Basically that one, arm, one man army movies went away. It kind of, but also then it kind of ignores that there have been a whole bunch since, um, in in one way or another. Now it shits all over the Bourne movies for its shaky cam bullshit, which I I don't disagree with the shaky cam bullshit. Well, um, I, I, see, I,
0: I think you're I think you're generalizing like half the points they're saying, and I'm like I said I'm not I'm not saying I'm defending the documentary, but I mean the one guy who was saying like I they told me they were going to shoot handheld to give more sense of action and you know and we're casting matt damon and all the all the things like you know it was in that transition of like bringing in actors to do action scenes and you know and make mm-hmm. it look realistic and uh i i think it, you know he basically said like you know when they told me on paper that's what they were doing i was like what what the fuck are you talking about and then he's like i was proven wrong immediately i mean like yes he, he basically came back around and said like yeah doug lemon changed the game and it's like i Scott Atkins said he hates it still. Like, he was like, you know, a couple people were like, I still don't like, I mean, I appreciate and I, I was proven wrong that, like, you could make Matt Damon look like a badass. He's like, I still don't like the handheld camera action mm-hmm. thing. He's like, you know, I much prefer the Hong Kong style, you know, like the Matrix aped version of, of filming, mm-hmm. you know. And, but, you know, that's just his opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, it's just, like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it because I hate the Paul Greengrass version. Like, you know, I think Doug, I, I love Born and Identity. I, I think they went. Hugely downhill after that, like you know, I think that one's yeah. amazing. And then it's like, you know, Lyman brought in the shaky camera handheld thing, and then Paul Greengrass was like, "Yeah, but what if we like uh, let an epileptic hold it?" <laughs> you know, like it's one thing mm-hmm. like to do a handheld camera, but his was just like, uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's well. Spotted. And
2: <laughs> the thing about those movies too, I think, is when you watch them on a small screen, it's not as bad mm-hmm. but the bigger the screen is the worse the movie gets and it's one of those things where it's like they're probably watching dailies on their little screens and shit way back when mm-hmm. and going oh it's not it's not as shaky as you think and then you get it on a big screen you're like oh jesus christ mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and now it's like yeah because the board one it did feels like everyone's back. got a decent sized tv now so that yeah. those movies play worse almost
0: yeah i mean born 2 is the worst i mean because like that one was just beyond egregious he he pulled back in three and beyond i believe but mm-hmm. you know two is just like it's just insane like i said that's that to me is like my peak example because there, there's like a conference room scene where there's literally no action ha- happening and the camera is just <laughs> all over and they're just talking about like well what if we trace his phone or whatever and it's just like <laughs> i'm like mm-hmm. oh, give me a break <laughs> like this is insane yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I think Scott Atkins and uh, also Cynthia Rothrock were making the point that uh, they 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 like it better when the when the camera pulls back and lets you see like mm-hmm. the entirety of what's going yeah. on by talented people who actually can go through it. Yes, right. Um, and I, I don't disagree with that. And then, but and
0: they talked about that. There was a section about like how even the big actors started bringing in stuntmen when they were doing direct to video things because it's like, why am I going to show off my cool kick that I can do and possibly hurt myself for this low budget movie? For I mean, before it's gonna go on a you know a 20 inch TV if someone's lucky you know at the time yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah
3: it's a joyful celebration of 80s action movies and then it's just like oh and then it went wrong <laughs> um I, I get so it, it because the big people aren't there they bring in all the the b-tier people to talk about the big people which I feel like isn't necessary I wish the b-tier people were talking about themselves more. Like, Matthias Hughes is all over this thing. Like, the, the dude from My Come and Peace is all over this. And they don't even... He's got, like, 85 credits. Like, the dude has made a bunch of Z-grade action movies. They don't sh- they don't show any of them.
0: I love that, like, every time they go back to somebody, they kept putting their name up. But then they, yeah. like, if they were They gave him a different credit. Yeah, if they had different <laughs> credits or different things yeah. they were known for, or if it was relevant to what they were talking about, they changed right. their credits. I, I just thought that was funny throughout the course yeah. of the movie.
3: So, they don't show anything that he's ever done, which is odd. Uh, Scott Atkins is all throughout this thing looking and talking like a, like a, like he's 12th in line for the, for the, the king. (laughs) He's just a normal dude just sitting there talking and they, it's not until the very end that they show a couple of clips of him and it's just like, that guy looks entirely different in the movies. (laughs) He's just a normal looking dude with the most proper British accent just smoothly talking about his friend Jean-Claude Van Damme and shitting on random things throughout the movie Uh, every time he would pop up and just say uh, they would just interject with him to say something about Street Fighter or something I would just laugh because it was just like this is not who I expect Scott Atkins to be at all this is so strange Um, I know I dislike Street Fighter I need to watch Street Fighter again uh just to see if i'm on board with its dumb goofy shit by now they they spent a lot of time talking about street fighter for some reason
1: oh uh, well, cuz
0: i mean they i think steven D'Souza was another guy they yes. had like as a limited yeah. time with <laughs>
3: so yeah I, I love the guy who wrote rambo 3 who actually says a lot of people have told me rambo 3 is the best rambo <laughs> like, he's <laughs> lying i'm like no he is dude lying like no one has ever said that to me absolutely you. 100% lying <laughs> yeah when he said that i burst out
2: i just laughed my ass off. i mean that's a trump level people are saying
3: (laughs) yeah Yeah. rambo 3 is really good it's like "Hmm." it's fine i mean i I felt like they were coming so
0: close to like just saying the 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 brave
2: mujahideen fighters yeah i was gonna say (laughs) like i
0: mean like i mean just come out and say like yeah that hasn't aged well (laughs) Like Rambo did 9/11,
1: basically. (laughs) Yeah, they they were getting close. I mean, like
0: they were getting real close because they were like, "Yeah, well, he fought the Russians ultimately in the last one, even though he was getting you know Vietnam POWs out, but the Russians were behind everything." And then he's like, "But we need to fight him again." Well, what are they doing now? Oh, they're over in Afghanistan, like (laughs) having their you know the Russian Vietnam. Yeah, it's
3: it's a good documentary. It's just weird. Some of their omissions are weird. Like they don't even mention Roadhouse, which I'm just like. How do you not mention Roadhouse as like the yeah. end of the '80s? Kind of like they 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 kind of treat Terminator Two, even though it came out in '91, as like the end of the heyday of. They, they're like that's the cumulation of every action thing. It's so good, and then after that, we got Last Action Hero, and everything sucked. Yeah, I mean, I I can't argue that <laughs> that T two is
2: kind of like the last big one of that era.
0: Sure i had to i had to actually go check because they were you know they had a debate about the whole r versus pg-13 push for things and mm-hmm. they were like terminator 2 is like one of the, bi- the biggest r-rated movies of all time and i was like
2: that was rated right R?" like i mean because like oh, you know yeah. was,
0: well no because i mean like they you know the big thing about it was like softening him up and I thought it was like because they like in my mind I was like they they had him not kill people because they were going for a pg-13 rating or something
3: and, yeah like, but he it, was still robocopping the fuck out I, of I, I know <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying like it's just like
0: later I was like yeah no there's a lot like there's he pulls the peels the arm off and all that yeah. gross stuff And I'm just like yeah but yeah it was like in my mind I was like yeah that's one of the, I was making the case of like that's one of the good Uses of, of scaling back your rating just to like, oh, well, the kids like don't kill people because it's wrong. So, well,
2: that's the thing. Like, you compare that to like Total Recall, and mm-hmm. it's like, holy shit, like there's no violence in Terminator 2 when you compare it to Total Recall.
0: Sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, it's Paul Verhoeven, so he mm-hmm. likes his violence. Who's in this? They did get yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they got Ronnie Cox, too, who is just Ronnie Cox has some stories, man. <laughs> He tells one about when they called him to to maybe do RoboCop two, and he was like, uh, did, you, "Did you see the end of RoboCop one? <laughs> I fell out of a building, guys." And they were like, "Yeah, but we'll rebuild you as Robo villain." <laughs> he was like, "Man, fucking guys. <laughs> good for Ronnie Cox. Mm-hmm. He's got some salty stories, man."
1: Yeah.
3: But it's it's just like Al Leong is in this, and like they never really show him doing anything, and. It's just weird that they don't contextualize these people that they actually did get.
0: That's that's the thing is like I this feels like one of those like th- like this was a documentary by committee, and I mean that only in so much that like I'm sure if I went and watched that Al Young th- documentary, like like he'd be sitting in the same room giving this like <laughs> in the same chair probably or you know probably pretty right, close yeah. to it. You know, yeah, like yeah. I just feel like this was a thing where they were just like, man, what if we go to Comic Con one year and we'll mm-hmm. just like rent like six hotel rooms and we'll just bring people through and do you know interviews and like you know you'll do yours in this room and (laughs) you know i mean like because i i say this as having been at like dragon con where something similar like that was happening like (laughs) where they were Mm -hmm. making documentaries and just pulling people like random you know trying to get sound bites by random people and shit so yeah
1: yeah
3: the the other this last thing i'll say about it the the other weird thing is is i guess he doesn't give a shit but eric roberts kind of shitting on everybody throughout this documentary is kind of strange Just like Eric Roberts not giving a fuck and just being like, yeah, best of the best was cool. Best of the best two is kind of shitty. Best of the best three and four. He shits on those even though he's not in them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
0: mean, not everybody was exactly knowledgeable about what they were talking about because like, you know, God bless Al Young, but like he was the two examples he gave were like. (laughs) Yeah, you know, <laughs> were of, 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 right. of series that had some of the best sequels of all of them and he yeah. was just like you know Die Hard and Lethal Weapon it's like the first ones are good but they just get bad after that I'm like okay you could say that about like almost any other film series but like Lethal Weapon <laughs> yeah, 2 yeah. is awesome and Lethal Die Hard yeah. 2 yeah. Is, is better. Die Hard 2 is fine it's the same movie mm-hmm. but Die Hard 3 is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah like I was like you picked a bad series to give that example yeah. of
3: mm-hmm. you know you pick any but they, they, they kind of address like they kind of address that too it's like okay, how many times can Bruce Willis be caught in a situation he's not prepared for? Uh, Which is true. Like, you know, especially the diehard, which shall not be named fucking sucks on ice. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I know people don't like four. I think four is kind of okay, even though it is just, you know, as Michael Scott said, he is launching cars into helicopters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's, it's an okay documentary to watch. I'll say that it, you'll you'll probably write that like I need to watch that again I need to watch that again uh mm-hmm. it, it's weird how they have like a photo of Jackie Chan and they just say and then Jackie Chan made some movies anyway
0: no they had clips <laughs> no they had clips from police story oh, and, that's like, right there's police Day. story yeah, yeah. you're yeah. right okay yeah they showed like multiple bits of the broken glass like plenty of the, some of the yes. broken glass
1: from
3: police Story. right yeah also there are some Cynthia Roth, Rothrock movies I have to find yeah
0: I, I really need to find her earlier Hong Kong ones because those look yeah. awesome like when I, I, she's think, super spry I think I think if
1: those are
3: short enough, we should definitely yeah. watch those because my God, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
0: she looked like she was doing some serious ass kicking in those.
3: Yeah. So yeah, anyway, guys. that's on that's on Prime. It's it's good, not great. Mm-hmm. If you like those kinds of documentaries, it's it's one of those.
0: S- should I speaking of Jackie Chan now?
3: <laughs> or, sure. I mean, you, you just
0: mentioned him, so I figured yeah. it's a it's, a, it's You're a right time. It, I did. Um, yeah, so as I'm, st- I'm still doing Project AM, uh, this actually happened last week, which is, now that I think about it, the, just bad timing, but uh, I, I finally hit the point where I was like, alright, it, it's time to watch Like, he's had multiple American offerings, you know, like, times he's come to America and be like, this is, this is the thing, this is the one, but, you know, th- there's five movies that are arguably the biggest ones, because there's the three rush hours and the two Shanghai movies, you know, I mean. Those are kind of like his highest profile things, I think, here in America, if you will. Yes, so I sure. was like, it's it's probably time to watch these. Um, and, I ha- and I have some thoughts. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll delve into the Rush Hour series first, because I, I, I think that's how I actually watched them. Rush Hour is a weird series because, I mean, we we've all kind of universally agreed that like Brett Ratner, not great director probably awful human being i think we've determined that too now um for confirmation bias but you know like i've always said like you know he's he's not a great director he's a competent director you know like you know it could be worse like you know he's he's the kind of guy you bring in to like make make a movie on budget you know sort (laughs) of thing you know and it's like there's sometimes nothing wrong with that and i don't and i don't think there's like i mean other than the things that actually are offensive i don't think there's anything offensive about the filmmaking in either of those three movies per se because i mean i i'm I'm pretty sure what it is is like hey brett come over here film the bits where we're talking and you know all the exposition stuff and then i will defer most of the action to jackie chan and his stunt team because i mean when the action kicks in it's like okay yeah this is pretty much a jackie chan movie just with like obviously like all proper lighting and everything you know like big budget you know if you will like Um, and like, I don't think any of them are that bad except for like three is, is such a weird one because three was actually actively making me angry because it is one of those movies that is like, if you, besides like, again, like there's super casual racism throughout those movies on a grand scale and. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, like I said, probably not the best time to be maybe just be watching those where it's just like, ah, I don't know, maybe we'll solve our differences by just leaning into racism kind of time period movies, you know, sort of thing. And that's that's kind of what it was. And obviously that didn't work. And um, so there's that aside. But like the, the third one is like, if you've seen a movie, you can predict everything that is going to happen. Like it is one of those movies that is just so basic, like the plot of it. Like there, there was a thing that's supposed to be a reveal that it was just like, literally a millisecond into the setup, I was like, "It's that." <laughs> I was just like, it was like this thing. It was like supposed to be this drawn out, like you know, darkly lit, like reveal, like haha, ha, fooled you." And it's like, literally two seconds in, I was like, "It's obviously that." Like so, I so clearly like I've seen a movie, and for most of the movie, I was just like, I I kind of hated it, except there was a joke in it that fucking. St- I, I was literally like, I got to a point where I was just kind of, I'm gonna. Semi watch the movie, walk around, like make myself some lunch, walk around, do a couple things, like kind of watch the movie, but you know, only you sit down and pay attention when it's the fight scenes. And there is a joke that is not in a fight scene that just stopped me dead in my tracks. And I just guffawed. Like, I mean, it is like, a, it's a Chris Tucker line that's in the middle of like a, a trying to be sex scene. And it's just fucking funny as shit. <laughs> like, I don't even want to try to like re say it, but it's just like, it is this. I don't know if it's an ad lib thing or, or it's just fucking great. <laughs> it's just and it pissed me off that like there was something so goddamn funny in a movie that is so utterly mm-hmm. mediocre otherwise because there did not need to be a third one of those and I hear rumors they're maybe make, making a fourth one. It's like no just no. they keep saying that. Yeah like I would see I, I'm, I'm going to move on because like rush hours are fine like there's there's some good fighting sequences in it. There's there's nothing spectacular like it's not like you're going to get some of the best uh, you know Jackie Chan things that you've never seen in anything else. There's some good stuff nothing spectacular in rush hours they're, they're they're fine like i said they're just good background you could do worse kind of movies <laughs> kind of thing in my opinion the shanghai movies are, are a little bit of a different story um because like the first one I, i've never particularly liked the first one i, I will say this about the first one because i will start positive i in watching it now that is a beautifully shot movie and maybe it's just because i've been watching so many I'm not saying like a bad thing, but so many more rushed lower budget jackie Chan movies that like this movie is fucking gorgeously shot and <laughs> and it's just it's got really great locales in the, in the old west and all this stuff, and it's just like i I kind of forgot how good it actually looks. I think it's kind of a mess of of what they were trying to do like I think it's a i think it's a good concept of you know bringing. the the East and the West together in that time period, like the literal actual old West and you know, the Imperial China East. Like, I think that's a fascinating concept. I just don't think it like it, it does anything particularly fun in it, but I kind of adore the second movie Shanghai nights. Like I, I, that's a weird take and I'm probably like one of the only people out there, but I, I like this movie from the minute I saw it in the theater like i i liked the first shanghai movie enough and i and i was in the area area or blah, 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 in the era when i would see just about any Jackie chan movie in the theater still up until you know to a point up until the tuxedo yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like like i liked the the first shanghai enough that like when the second one, second one came out on, i was like i'm, I'm actually going to go see this in the theater and and really liked it and i it's this fun wacky uh anachronistic thing and it's just like there, there are things in that movie that should not work that work for me for whatever reason, like characters coming together, sort of like, um, like an assassin's creed game where it's just like, well, we're in Rome of this time, obviously screw 40, 50 years difference of people. It's just like, these people all obviously all knew each other kind of feel to it where it's just like, it's like a greatest hits of like, you know, 1890 London or whatever, <laughs> where it's like, you know, Jack the Ripper has got to get mentioned and, uh, you know, Uh, sir arthur conan doyle's a character in the movie you know so it's like all these things it's like it's probably gonna lead to something huh like i might write something (laughs) one day huh you know kind of things but it's like for some stupid reason in that movie it works for me and i cannot explain it like like i i can't explain it It it's got this cheese level that just absolutely works for me because i mean like on the on the plus side it's like i think it's got some fantastic fight sequences in it like there there is it's a little cornball from time to time because, you know, like I said, the whole movie is like what I was just complaining about in Rush Hour 3 is like the obvious, like everything about the plot. Like there is like needle drops and things in this movie that are just anachronistic. And it's like, yeah, of course, that's the first song that would come up if you Google. What song should I put to the scene? But Mm -hmm. for some reason in this movie with like Jackie Chan and everyone like it's such a happy movie. Like that's the other thing is like there are stakes, but it's like, Everything's solved by like, uh, <laughs> like everyone's kind of got this like, yeah, man, it'll just it'll Everything work out kind of attitude. Yeah. Like it's solved with studs, and like everyone's just like, man, you betrayed me. But anyway, like it's cool now. Like, you know, it's just like it's like the easiest going movie, and I can't explain like and you've got you've got Jackie Chan doing cool shit. Like there's an umbrella fight in it that is cool as shit. And of course it starts playing like singing in the rain in the background, which like I said, is sort of cornball. And there's some obvious wire stuff when they have like umbrellas, like hover in the air for a little longer than they actually would and stuff like that. But like the, the choreography of this is great, but you also have Donnie Yen is in this movie is one of the bad guys. And the other bad guy is Littlefinger, little finger <laughs> like young little oh, finger. Shit. And it's fucking great. I love this movie. Right. I like, I like, like if you've never watched those two, like, I mean, I would say you, you kind of need to watch Shanghai noon just because like, there is a little bit of a story in them. It's not super important, but there is like a it, it is kind of a direct continuation. Because um, like I, I I totally forgot that like um Lucy Liu was in the first one playing the princess. Yep. Yeah, that, that was a that was a weird error for her. Like she kind of already like started to become a big star, but then it was like, hey, you want to just play this bit part? You know, damsel in distress part in this movie. It was it's just it's a weird time period. But yeah, so like they have to mention her character and stuff like that. But yeah, I I still. I highly recommend Shanghai Nights. It's you're probably gonna like. You're probably gonna watch this. And be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But it's just it's one of those feel good movies that that works for me. From the maker Sunstring. of Fred Claus. Yes, I know. It's like the credits on some of these movies are bizarre. Like I like I think Shanghai New is like, is that the guy that like went on to make Marmaduke. Like I think that's like why Owen Wilson is the voice in that because he was like hey I worked with him wow <laughs> you know, like, I can call him <laughs> you want to be Marmaduke <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like this but he does in my head I'm A. I Noon but that—that
1: yeah.
3: that is one of the interesting things about that documentary though is that they kept mentioning how many times like these action movies are directed by people who have no idea what they're doing mm-hmm. like like constantly and it's you know with these things too it's there people who are not action directors are directing action movies like I said Um,
0: I think it works for the Jackie Chan movie because like you know you know his entire stunt team is going to be there anyway so it's just like you have like 30 you know quote unquote directing credits under your belt Jackie take the reins on the action sequences it's yours you know you're going to do it right you know so I also say, like, a fun little game to play is, is it's not, like, there's plenty of ways that they hide it in Shanghai Noon because there are Native Americans and things like that and, you know, just put people in war paint and all this stuff, but, like, and it's a lot harder in Shanghai Nights in pasty-ass England, but watch the fight sequences for the people to turn from, like, you know, British blonde-haired soldiers into Asian people. <laughs> like, it's just real fun. Like, it's a fun side game to play. Like, they do, they do a pretty good job hiding it, but, like, there's some shots It's just like, whoa, there's <laughs> like, an Asian dude with a blonde wig on. Okay. <laughs> like, very clearly. Yeah.
3: Huh. Yeah. It's weird. Of those five, Shanghai Knights is the only one I haven't seen. But then I, I, I don't know why.
0: Like, I adore that. Like I said, I almost want to tell you the joke in Rush Hour 3, so just so you don't have to sit through the rest of Rush Hour 3. But... <laughs> That would be like Chuck's review of the Descent, and I'm not going to do that. Like, <laughs> you take the gauntlet that I did and watch yeah, all of Rush Hour. I still Hour 3.
2: have not, I rushed I haven't seen Rush Hour 3. I saw one and two in the theater.
0: Yeah. And, and Rush Good. Hour 3 was like, like, I mean, like they're, four they're years later time, or something but. weird. Like, it was just like, oh, we're doing another one of these. It was like just a mm-hmm. little bit too long, where it was just like, oh, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I said, it's so by the fucking numbers, like, except that one joke. And I do lo- love the opening sequence for whatever reason. Chris Tucker—they never explain it—but like he's been busted down to doing traffic cop duty despite being a, a detective and continue to do, do identify himself as a de- detective throughout the rest of the movie. But oh,
3: he's it's doing the traffic weapon three premise.
0: Kind of, yeah. But he's doing—he's doing traffic <laughs> cop duty. But he's doing—he's dancing. He's doing his Michael Jackson dance while singing okay. uh, uh, Prince's Do Me Baby," I believe, in in the middle of traffic. Which
3: I think I remember that from the trailer. Yeah, I, I, I
0: mean, I. Well why that sequence made me laugh, but like other than that, it's like it's this blank void of like ugh, until like you get to this like one joke and it's just like damn that that mm. made it all worth it. Hmm. Yeah, Shanghai Knights. It's the it's the it's my secret <laughs> secret magic bullet one of all of those. Like I said, all if right. you if you're like Chuck and you're like, no, no more of <laughs> this American Jackie Chan, you're you'll probably think Harlow's an insane person, but I that's the one I like.
1: All right. Okay.
2: So, I want to talk about something I didn't like. Okay. It's brand new Artemis Fowl. Mm. Yeah, straight to Disney Plus.
0: More like F O U L.
2: Like, I don't care about the books because I've never read them and never will. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well, <they> just, like, <laughs> fucked him books. Like, uh, okay. Oh, but I understand <laughs> that the premise is that the kid is like a supervillain's son and is basically like, i'm going to be a super villain too and
0: oh. so it's the runaways if it went in a different direction <laughs> kinda yes okay. all right
2: but the movie doesn't give you any of that aside from like oh his dad who's Colin Farrell who again like gets to walk away from this unscathed cuz he's Colin Farrell and it's like yeah you're here for you know you shot for like 2 days and you fucking nailed it and then you're not in the movie anymore so <laughs> You know, it, but his, you know, that's basically like, oh, his dad was a super thief. And then he's just presented as, okay, Artemis Fowl is really smart and really smug. And that's his personality. And it's, it's one of those, the thing about it is the movie itself is just trying to hype man this character, even though it's not happening. But what it does is it turns it into the Artemis drinking game because if you try to count how many, if you try to drink every time someone says Artemis in that movie, you will fucking pay the porcelain price very soon because you will kill yourself. Like you'll straight up kill yourself because like, I mean, just in Josh Gad's opening dialogue thing, he says Artemis foul like eight times, maybe nine times in, you know, a three minute monologue and it's like, what the f- the fuck movie? <laughs> like, I want to just go in and make fake IMDb trivia that says the name Artemis is mentioned 376 times in the movie's 89 minute runtime. But all it does is it's just like, every time someone says Artemis, you just, you start laughing. Like Jen was like laughing every time it came up because it's just like, Oh my God, here we go again. <laughs> and to give you an idea of the filmmaking and it's Kenneth Branagh, which like he's better than this. Wait, Generally really? speaking, yeah, it's kind of oh, ran directed it. Shit, uh, there is a shot when he finds out his dad has gone missing where he has a jug of milk and he drops it to the ground at the camera and it smashes in slow motion. So, did, did he cry? What, yes, did he cry? Okay. Sp- yes.
0: Well, I didn't know if it was about his dad or the milk, I just, nah, <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> it was a bold yeah. choice,
2: uh. Dame Judy Dench is in this playing uh, the police captain of all the fairies because sure. there's a fairy world, but it's all like technological bullshit. Kinda, it's kind of like doing the Thor thing where it's like it's magic, but it's actually technology we just don't understand. You know, that sort of shit. But yeah, Jane, Dame Judy Dench is in it and their direction for her was hey, you gargled sandpaper. So just speak like that. And she's like, all right. Uh, the whole movie, and then uh they come over to Josh Gad and they go, Hey, you play a dwarf, did you hear what we told Judy Dench? Do that, but more so if you can imagine Josh Gad, where his thing is like being uh kinda hyperactive high pitched annoying, except he's trying to do like Dennis Rodman's voice from the last dance, it doesn't work, and it doesn't it like none of it works. <laughs> And God, like the other thing about it is there were only like four settings in a movie that looks like it costs like, you know, $200 million to make. There are like literally four settings. Like they got through all that. Like basically the fairies come to his house. Cause I don't even want to get into it, but like they all come to his house to try and get him to give up. He's, he's, Captured one of the fairies. So the whole plot is to get him to give that fairy back. And that's like an hour of the 29 minute movie is them laying siege to his house and him going, well, I've got a plan and I'm going to beat all of this because I'm smug and I'm Artemis Fowl and I'm 12. And are the fairies (sighs) bad? No.
0: I mean, depends on your mythology. They yeah, kind of bad. I mean, they just—they
2: want to live down under under the earth and leave a, leave us humans out of it.
3: And so but, he kid, kidnaps one, and but is some, like but, I'm not giving it back. I'm Artemis Fowl.
2: Kind of, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, he's taken the fairy, and he's not giving it back.
3: All right, yeah.
2: But hmm. that fairy's father was helping his father hide some fairy MacGuffin, and that will end the world because yeah his father's been kidnapped by a bad fairy and it's just it's very clearly like all right we're setting up a whole bunch more movies here but my understanding after reading more about it later is like they took chunks from the other books and then just used them here and then oh. missed all the things that caused the character development that make those parts work
3: so they actually could have made a series of movies but they cheated and jumped ahead yes Cool. and
2: they pissed off everyone that didn't like the books and then people like me who haven't read the books are just like wow that's it and I'm supposed to like this kid because like he's a douche like throughout the movie he's just he's a smug douche and the only thing worse than a smug douche is a 12 year old smug douche and yeah
0: I, I yeah. think hmm. I think it's a, a the pendulum swinging the other way because now they know most young adult series don't count on it finishing <laughs> or having people that want to finish it. Um, yeah. So well, I, I mean, I think maybe it's they were telling just
2: like... that the rights to the movie were sold before the book published. Hmm. Oh, and that was in 2001 and they've been trying to make this fucking thing since then. And yeah,
0: Yeah, I just, I have a feeling it's like, we're probably going to see more of this. I mean, hopefully maybe done better where it's just like, yeah, we know this is a thing. And if man, if it's super popular, we might leave room to make a new thing, but, not like oh, we're making book one of a seven book series because mm-hmm. shit ain't gonna finish probably. <laughs> yeah, huh. it's very few yeah. things now that are like you know su- gonna sustain from the you know because I mean even the Hunger Games by the last one people were like yep yeah, we were done with that shit two years ago like mm-hmm. we were over we were over the books and barely cared then yeah. you know it's like I mean I know they did fine but I'm just saying like by the time those movies were done being done being made they were like. I think the actors were fucking tired of it. Like, you know, if the audience was kind of tired of it. You know, it's, just, it's a big committal, you know, thing like Harry Potter worked, but like very few things will.
3: Those, those stories didn't necessarily had, have growth. They were just like, welcome to the next hunger games. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, all right. Well, it, my problem <laughs> no, with those, hunger games all was, Stars. <laughs> my problem <laughs>
2: yeah. with those, it was, it was, it was basically like, well, everybody's the bad guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's,
1: I
0: don't know. It, like I said, yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I think if I was a writer and I was shooting for like, I, you know, I'm just going to make money by shitting out some young adult fiction thing. I would make a three book series and then crank out another one because those are like, I think three book series are perfect for movies because like movies work really well in threes. It's not too much of a commitment. You know, you, you lock in some actor who maybe becomes more famous midway through making them. But then you've just got the cachet of like, well, you committed to three movies, you know, Like, <laughs> it's yeah. it's just like it's. It's an easy, it's an easy bankable thing, you know. Like, and if I was like looking to cash in, it's like, yeah, here's three books of this series. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's weird, and most it most of them either don't end up getting finished or they just trail off and no one gives a shit. But there's there's one that I thought that was decent and was surprised it didn't get another entry, and that is uh, I am number four. Okay, which I think is another Disney thing. Mm-hmm. I know it didn't do well, but that to me, I was like, well, this is more interesting than most. And it had Oliphant in it, so that you know that it had some mm-hmm. had some stuff relevant to my interests. In. I had the other
2: guy from Magic Mike. Yeah.
3: Yep, uh, <laughs> Mangliano. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. Manganello, Manganello, Mangliano. <laughs> I,
2: whoever the kid was who suddenly became the focus of the movie in the second. Oh, half. him.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, like, I'm surprised I like the Maze Runner movies as, as much as I did. Like, I mean, there's nothing special about most of these series, but like, if they, you know, if they're competent enough movies and you know you know that you're not in for this like i mean like when i tried to watch the the fucking divergent series and by the second movie it was like oh nobody wants to be here like (laughs) immediately (laughs) like is that
3: the one where they all quit and they just didn't finish it i think everyone was just like i don't want to do this the third one was like a direct to tv movie something like
0: that And i think there was supposed to be like one more book and they were just like no (laughs) yeah
2: they all quit yeah 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 but but this like it's just it's just it, it it always bugs me to see like so many knowing so many uh, FX artists probably worked 100-hour weeks putting shit like this together to make just like these insane crazy worlds and all these effect shots and it's just like for what you know Go watch <laughs> like, <break. laughs> like, that that's almost the worst thing about a you know a huge budget blockbuster just being terrible and not just in like the Star Wars way where it's just like, no, everything has to be tech, you know, green screen. But like just to not even have a good script that goes anywhere. It's just it's it's a shame because this one literally feels like there's like a prologue. And then an act and then an epilogue. Like mm. it, it's it's got that kind of syndrome like that Jurassic Park three almost had where it's like you're at the like, you're like, all right. Third act's gonna kick in. This is where we do this, and it's like, nope. Credits. This is the end of the movie. <laughs> You're like, wait, yeah. what?
0: I I will always call the the four fans, f- fan four stick or fan four stick or whatever it is, the Fantastic Four, the Josh Trank yeah. one. Like that is the. That is the quintessential, like, that you think the movie's about to start and the fucking credits roll. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. like the two-act movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. you're like, you're
0: like, oh, man, okay, like they've established who they are, what their powers are, and there's the bad guy. And it's like, oh, movie over? What? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, All right. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Well, I mean, thank you, but also, <laughs> like, thank you, you for having to finish your movie.
3: I, I tell you, I mean, obviously a lot of terrible things are happening right now, but like one thing that I'm hoping comes out of this as we emerge from the other side of what's going on is that I would hope like 18 months to two years from now, every movie is going to have the most polished fucking screenplay (laughs) ever. Like they, you know, they're they're, since nothing is being filmed right now, everything is just be like, okay, refine the shit out of this. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: No one's writing pages on the fly. No one's like, I don't know, rip that shit out. We'll just, We'll just you know cover it with narration or something. They every script like if for a movie two years from now had better like that Fast and the Furious movie that they delayed. They better be just filling any gap they can think of in that film with some kind of like all right, we just need to insert a thing here and this will make sense. And although it's not going to make sense, it's a Fast and Furious movie, mm-hmm. but. but yeah, that's I'm I'm hoping, man. There's some polished fucking screenplays. You'd hope.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, I think that, I think first year or two is just going to be like you know the backlog of movies have been sitting on the shelf. Sure. <laughs> Since nothing's being made right now.
3: Mm. Yeah. 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 So. I I got a thing that people don't seem to like that's <laughs> streaming. What is it, Chuck? <laughs> uh, I watched the entirety of Space Force. Oh yeah
0: oh yeah I did that too I
2: kind
3: of forgot to bring that up Um, people don't seem to like Space Force and I'm not exactly sure why I haven't dug deep to figure out exactly what's going on there I don't think it's great I don't think it's an amazing television show or anything I laughed I I plowed through all 10 episodes and was like this was entertaining there's a lot of stuff that could have been better Uh, they seem to rush to a finale super quick like, in the last couple of episodes, it's like someone gave them word that a four-season show was going to be a two-season show. And they're just like, uh-oh, do the thing now, go. And they just had to, like, jump ahead. They don't really even jump ahead in time. It's just like, okay, now do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I I don't know. I, I That show is fine. And I hate to say that because I know people are going to ridicule me for saying it's fine. But it's, it's fine. There are laughs in it. There are good jokes. I... I kind of think the first episode is kind of rough in terms of like, what the hell is this? And I'm not really laughing, but then like the second episode is so absurdly ridiculous in what it's trying to do that from then on, I was just like, well, whatever this is, this is so goofy. I, I don't really care. It seems like people are mad that such a stupid idea as creating a space force, which is a real thing that is happening in 2020. I keep seeing
2: the commercials for it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think people are mad that the show was like, well, let's do our best with a dumb idea, but that's exactly what's going to happen. If, if people are being tasked with making a space force, the people who have to do it are going to try and do the best job they can with it. And I think people were pissed that this show wasn't just 10 episodes of this is stupid. Fuck everything. Let's sabotage everything and call it a day. Maybe that's the, the issue. I don't know. Um, other than it's not, Fall down funny all the time, mm-hmm. but I, you know.
0: Yeah did i did I miss something? Because there's kind of a there's a there's a plot development early on from a time jump that I don't think ever got explained.
3: Oh Lisa Kudrow's yeah predicament yeah that they okay I, I was think just they are spe- sure I didn't yeah, miss that for some I, reason because it's like, I think they are specifically not doing that for one of two reasons either they have an idea. To map that out and make it something worthwhile instead of just dropping it as a thing. Or the other thing, because it's such a long sentence, it's probably something horrific, and everyone would hate that character if they knew what it was. So therefore, best not to say it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it also means that you know it's very easy for a guest starring schedule to pop in whenever you feel like it. (laughs) Yes, but I mean, yeah, I I don't know. It's just it's weird. weird. I feel like there was a time jump, and I was like what like what yeah. happened what yeah. <laughs> you're gonna keep bringing it up but I pretty sure I just still don't know what what happened
3: it just kind of became funny to me that they were never explaining it okay. and every time she would show up she'd be in a different scenario and <laughs> look different and so yeah that's
1: yeah hmm. yeah No, uh,
0: I, I'm kind of in the same boat I mean it's like yeah I don't I don't think it's amazing but it was it was certainly watchable and it was good for a laugh or two here and there I mean couple of yeah. a couple of really good ones I thought and
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it, I mean, it is, I mean, obviously it is, you know, Steve Carell is is writing a lot of it and, and it's the office people and, and the, you know, people from the office writing staff are writing it and stuff like that. It never hits that kind of, kind of like, cringe, uncomfortable thing. It's just, it's just a story. It's just a space story. Um, and yeah. you're kind of rooting for the people involved because they are tasked with a stupid situation but they're like whatever space is cool let's do space things. I'm a, I know Malkovich does a lot of shit these days but committing to a television show seemed interesting.
0: Yes. Um, I, I was going to say I think he's easily the best part of it. I mean
3: d- yeah. Did did he have an accent in the first episode that went completely away after that? I feel like he was doing some sort of Norwegian accent or something when it started oh, I don't that know. completely left. I it know. was Maybe I don't know. Maybe was a I don't know. Maybe different. if his character was just pretending for for a scene to have an accent, and then that went away. But I don't know. Um, the last few scenes of of Fred Willard sprinkled throughout the show are are some pretty good stuff. There's one thing he said that just had me fall on the floor. <laughs> character tells him two things: like my phone battery's dying, and also you know mom's been arrested or something like that. And he's like, "Oh my god, honey." Always keep your phone charged. Yeah,
0: always keep at least 20% on your phone. <laughs>
3: that sounds like a Fred Willard thing. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah. There's just, so, I mean, there's, it, every once in a while, it just hits you with something where it's just like, oh, wow, okay, yes, that's good. Overall,
0: yeah. it's, you know. Part the one where his wife's dying in the background while the paramedics yes, and are just, trying to paramedics just,
3: <laughs> He's just like, well, I gotta go. Situation here, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, there's, there's some good stuff in it. There's yeah. some really
3: good stuff in there, um. You know, overall, it's it's five hours worth of TV. There's nothing else to do right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> so. Like I said, it, it,
0: it's it's for me, it's a weird one to complain about just because it's like, all right. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, it's, it's kind of a harmless show to me.
3: Yeah. Could be better, I yeah. think. I think Ben Schwartz is the best thing on that show. Uh, I can see how some people hate Ben Schwartz, uh, and I could get that, mm-hmm. but... I think I think his character is he, he seems like a very true to life PR person. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's mm. fine. It, it's it's totally watchable. There's not a lot of funny out there right now. Take all yeah. the funny you can get.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which I, I talked about briefly as far as like things that were dropped in their entirety. Uh, I watched the entirety of the new Looney Tunes that's on HBO Max. Oh yeah. Because we have to get our HBO Max money. You know, obviously we're, oh, right. we're sponsored by them now. So. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think we just we've mentioned them a lot here recently because we even yeah. did Because we've been section. watching HBO Max content. Yeah, it's, just, it's
3: the newest yeah, thing. It's yeah, the well, maximum content. I talked you about can get Apple TV when it was
0: new mm-hmm. and it was like, oh hey, this is interesting. There's just no content. <laughs> At least HBO Max has some content. But yeah, yeah I've watched the entirety of the Looney Tunes thing. Um Like I, I, I get it. Like I have a... I have a lifelong like obsession with Looney Tunes and that's going to probably be the thing that as I age is going to be harder to justify. (laughs) Like I, I get it. Like it's a, it's a weird thing. Like, I mean, we all have things that it's like, it's going to be hard to let go eventually, you know, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. at some point you're just going to look at this and be like, uh, -uh." like, I mean, PC police are going to police it out of existence, you know? And uh, I mean, cause we're, we're already attacking satire. And I mean, like, you, you know, that's a whole other conversation that I'm not looking to get into, but I mean Looney Tunes in its original pure form is got a lot of problematic content in it, obviously. And I'm aware of this and I'm not celebrating it. I'm just saying I grew up watching a shitload of Looney Tunes. So I kind of was like, I have to see this. And to be honest with you, like it's it's kind of like exactly what you think it should be. Like it's it's kind of the episode seven Star Wars of of what Looney Tunes was. Like we've we've gone through a lot of like what is Looney Tunes? Like, are we Space Jam? Are we like, you know, the, the Toon Squad or whatever the hell that weird one was where they like tried to, you know, edgy up them, you know.
2: We are airbrushed T-shirts. Yes. That you buy at the flea market.
0: I'm okay. just saying like, then you know, then there's the, the earnest attempt by Joe Dante to like make a live action thing that's buy it. And, you know, people are like, no, not that. <laughs> you know, so so like, it, it's like, it's been a thing that like just doesn't have a, a clear voice anymore. And then, you know, it, it's weird because in a lot of ways, like some, I'm not saying all because you can't speak for an entire group of people, but it's, it's funny because like in some regards, Looney Tunes has been a thing that like people have come after for ethnic or racial stereotypes and, and, people who are not among that group got offended for the other people and the other people are like, no, we think that's actually kind of fucking funny. <laughs> like, you know, some people are allowed to laugh at a caricature of like their stereotypes and you know, you can't always be offended on their behalf. Like if, if a group says, I don't think this is cool, then maybe ad- address it. But you know, like, but the, the new one is, is, is sanitized. It's, you know, there, I didn't even notice it at the time that I was watching it, but obviously like I, I, Elmer fun had his guns removed. You know, he's no longer hunting rabbits. I guess. He's just casually chasing them with his bare hands, I guess. It's not really a thing I noticed at the time so, that I was wait, watching. I,
3: I did have a question about that. Uh-huh. So, I, mm. I mean, I don't care that he took his gun away. Who sure. gives a shit? But, so what is the role of Elmer Fudd in the... In I mean, he's the... still a
0: foil to Bugs Bunny. I mean, it's not like that that dynamic has not changed. It's not like, oh, we're friends now, like...
3: You Was know, he just like stalking him? I mean, like, <laughs> there's one. Or is I he still where, like out in the woods? And
0: there's one where he's tending a garden and bugs are stealing his carrots. Obviously, you know. So they just have a wacky back and forth and things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: What an amazing concept! Yeah,
0: that's. What, I mean, that's the thing. Is like a lot of what's happening in these are are sort of that. The reason I said the episode seven thing is, I'm saying that in an earnest <laughs> attempt to say this is the safe place that we needed at the time that episode seven came out. I know there are, you know plenty of arguments to be made about the sequel trilogy and people that hate that on a different level and I'm not here to argue that I'm saying when episode 7 came out it was like yes we are we are retreading a lot of the original Star Wars you know their plot points and things like that it's okay it's safe it's familiar let us get back to being like is Star Wars okay again it's that safe feeling you have where you're like it might be okay again <laughs> like it's not just like you know we still doing this and you know, floppy bullshit <laughs> and you know all that prequel bullshit yes. that's the other people think is fucking good and you're insane but <laughs> anyway my point Those is is like are children these the, when they were children <laughs> these these things are very much like oh okay this is going to start pretty much like a classic you know roadrunner cartoon or bugs bunny or daffy duck or whatever cartoon and you know they'll just do some different jokes from here and here and there but it's like the setups are like very much the classic like yeah i think i remember like The one where it's like, it's not quite the coyote, but he's got a different color nose and there's the dog that chases him when he's trying to steal a sheep, you know, but he talks this time, Ralph, Mm -hmm, (laughs) you know, so like they do one of those. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's like all the kind of greatest hits ones, minus a few characters, obviously. Um, And yeah, I mean, even, even Yosemite Sam, I believe was back in some capacity. (laughs) I I don't remember if I think they just called him Sam, but you know, like, I I don't know, like, not that Yosemite is. Uh, like it's a state park or yeah, that's <laughs> or yeah. A national park. Was
3: there any foghorn Leghorn? Uh, I think there was
0: one. I think. Right. Yeah, no Speedy Gonzalez. He's the one that I'm like, you know. And the thing uh, is, it's like, you go down to Mexico, he's fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love him. That's what I was alluding to. Like, he's fucking everywhere, like airbrushed, <laughs> like, <laughs> like
1: fucking everywhere. That's what you want? Yeah,
0: and I'm like, we got offended. White people in America got offended on their behalf, and they're kind of like, "It's fucking funny, man. <laughs> like, like, have you seen the Wavos things? Like, we like that shit. <laughs> like, yeah,
3: I mean, he's the hero of the stories, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, I get
3: it, but also. sure if 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 they like it then i don't i don't think they did
0: pepe Pew either and i don't i don't recall any like french people speaking out about that but maybe it was the rapey vibe he was it probably was the rapey vibe yeah Yeah. so i mean i don't recall that they did one of those either
2: (laughs) when you put it that way yeah
0: (laughs) but i mean like they 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 brought back a character that like i is always always one of my favorites because they morphed the evil scientist at some point in time like Mm -hmm. um there, there was this one like remember the big furry red fur creature that chased bug bunny in the evil castle one time. And he I had hear. this, he had this scientist guy and it was this like little, like he was like this little, like Dr. He looked like Dr. Frankenstein and his monster merged into one little tiny dude. And mm-hmm. I, I love that version of him. And then like later he became more of like a Boris Karloff looking or not, um, uh, not Boris Karloff, a fucking dude in Castle, like a, um, Peter Lore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It looked kind of more like that. And then like, yeah. kind of morphed him into looking sort of like that. And it was just like a weird character change kind of like i think they kept the fur monster guy but they they used the original doctor guy and i was like hey i know that (laughs) yeah it's 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 fine no i just like i said i I wanted to get out that it's like it's if you're a fan of looney tunes it's like yeah it's sort of like a greatest hits album slash cover band (laughs) doing it because i mean you know all the original voices are going to be a little different some are going to be it's like it's the muppet scenario it's like yeah it's like they don't sound exactly right but what are you going to do I, I like my, my my point is I think it's fine. I like, as a Looney Tunes fan, I was not offended by like the exclusion of anything or anything like that. I barely even noticed. Like I said, it's only in, in retrospect that I'm like, shit, was there a popcorn like horn episode? You know, like I honestly don't remember. Because like I, I mean, I'll be honest. Like Tweety Bird Sylvester episodes, I don't give a fuck. Like I hate I hate that premise for some reason. And it is, I think it's it's the Artemis Fowl uh, thing. It, uh, is it's like Tweety Bird's a smug little piece of shit. Like, like like everyone else is I mean yes Bugs is too but like Bugs Is like got that sly, Bugs has earned it. Yeah he's got that sly like Brooklyn Sarcastic thing and Tweety Bird's just
1: like Yeah I do
0: that it's like it's like fucking evil Urkel and shit it's like fuck <laughs> off Tweety Like I hope oh, that so cat can't fucking eat you <laughs> <laughs> Take a Tweety stand right here I mean he basically almost says like that a lot of times Like he'll do something that nearly murders Sylvester And then it's just like this cute little like Blink 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 you know like did I do that kind of thing And it's like fuck <laughs> you Tweety Bird
3: yeah, you that's, gaslighting. That's why bird. he's the chosen <laughs> figure
0: to put on R.I.P. shirts because everybody wishes Tweety Bird was fucking dead.
1: <laughs>
0: Man, <laughs> yeah.
2: him and Little Saint.
0: <laughs> anyway, huh. sorry Tweety fans out there. I'm, I, you know, send me any angry tweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh well.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh Yeah.
3: <laughs> I I got a kids thing I can talk about super okay. quick. Uh I watched DreamWorks Turbo. Is that the
0: racing That's snail, the snail one? one right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it okay. sure is. I had to
0: think about that one for a second. <laughs> what
2: what sequence of events led to you watching this, Chuck? Were okay. you feeling
0: extra salty? <laughs>
3: <laughs> hear, hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. Uh I bought turbo for the Xbox 360.
0: Oh, you had to understand what you were gonna play. And then I was
3: like, I don't want to play this without well context. <laughs> but then also I looked at the cast and and the cast is fucking ridiculous. All right, well, hold
0: on. Wait, wait, hold on. Back up one second. We need to do Mega 13 this for a second. You uh-huh, bought you, it? You, you, you just drop that you buy the Turbo video game. Like, yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. And then you're Have like... Have you
3: well, met me? I play those games.
0: <laughs> we still don't know why. Like... <laughs> like when well, tune the next like somebody kills you somebody why. and you're like why and then they go kill a bunch more people you don't just start going like well they just kill people that's what they do <laughs> you, you still keep going why
3: this, this is this is much more innocent than, than oh that. sure okay <laughs> anyway it was on sale and i was mm-hmm. filling a binder so anyway um but yeah then i looked at the cast and i was like the cast for this movie is ridiculous like t- fucking ridiculous cast for this movie so i was like all right it's DreamWorks. Might as well watch it. I, I admit a lot of times I'm like, I get why kids like this, but it's not for me. I don't know who this movie is for. This thing is is so strange. It's Ryan Reynolds, the snail, wants to be fast. And then one day, while traipsing around the L.A. River, he falls into an engine in the middle of a drag race when the driver hits the Nas and he becomes infused with Nas And then he can go fast. And then he and his brother uh, end up at a taco stand. And the taco stand owners are like, we're going to race these snails. And then they're like, wow, the snail is super fast. And then they're like, hey, let's enter this snail into the Indianapolis 500. And then they look up the rules and they literally say, there's nothing in the rules that says a snail can't enter the Indy 500. Oh, and from that it. point, I was like, yeah, alright, let's fucking do this.
0: Yeah. So it's not so much Gus as it is gas.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then he races the Indy 500. Does he win? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Even though he runs out of Nas right at the end, hmm. and the evil driver uh, crashes behind him, and so he has to snail crawl across the finish line while, uh, Bill Hader, who's the bad guy, is dragging his car across the finish line to beat him. It's so fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. It's not not about anything. There's no moral to it. It's just like, if you want a thing, it will fall into your lap and then you'll get to do it. It's... It's... (laughs) Ryan Reynolds has spent, the, the snail, has spent the entire time watching tapes of the Indy 500 and being like, I want to go fast, and then he gains the ability to go fast, and then he goes fast, and then he wins, and then that's it. <laughs> There's no lesson to it. There's no anything. There's no arc. It's just, hey, wish fulfillment, and I did it. Hooray for me. It's so weird, but it was like, Paul Giamatti is in it, Samuel Jackson is in it. Uh, Luis Guzman is in it Uh, Michael Peña is in it I mean it's just this cast of just like it's just this constant cast of just like what are you all doing <laughs> this is a fucking advertisement for the Indy 500 what the fuck <laughs> and then like the, the entire second half of the movie that's all Indy 500 stuff is nothing but advertisements it's all just ads for everything all over the place it <laughs> It's so weird. It's such a weird thing. I, I it, It's a baffling weird thing.
2: But everyone got a paycheck.
3: I, yeah, I guess so. They got that DreamWorks money. Mm-hmm.
0: I just want to be able to tell everyone they made an indie movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So speaking of paychecks, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I watched an Adam Sandler Netflix
0: movie. Oh, was it Uncut Gems?
2: No, it was oh. The Week Of, which is his and Chris Rock's children are getting married. Yes. Because they are old enough to have kids in their 20s, which now I feel old. But yeah. You
0: could, you could have a kid I've in your that. 20s. Or yeah. You could have had a yeah. kid in his 20s if you had it in your 20s. Yeah, exactly.
2: But anyway, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's as far as the Sandler movies go, this isn't the worst I mean it's it's Robert Smigel directed it which I thought he would have directed more things but he really hadn't Mm -hmm. but yeah he and Sandler wrote it Um, it's actually got a nice vibe to it and it's really well cast like it's one of those movies where like almost everybody that shows up in it you're like oh yeah yeah that works like you find something good about them and they get a lot of mileage out of this guy they found who has no legs like a yeah. lot of mileage out of this guy, and that's a,
0: that's a strange turn of phrase.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you see, he wanted to be well, in to- five hundred. <laughs> right. <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> all right. So they gave and- him Nas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's got Nas legs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, it's it's all right. It's and and Sandler's not as annoying as you would generally expect you know and it's it's just it's it's all right it's not terrible it's
3: it's all right (laughs) it it felt like he was playing somebody he knew like someone in his family or so. like because he had the the weird characteristics of that dude down of just like how he would always be like ah it'll be all right you know eh. yeah your ceiling's leaking. Ah, we'll fix that. Don't worry yeah. about it. Here's a twenty dollar bill. And Buy what's really <laughs>
2: weird is I totally bought him and Rachel Dratch being a married couple. Yeah, like like the two of them worked really well together, and and I guess it's just like it, like all the characters just fit in that movie, and it's just kind of, it just kind of worked. And I like that he pared down the cast; like it didn't have like Kevin James wandering around tripping on something, or you know. Uh, fucking David Spade being you know the the cousin who's smarmy, you know there isn't any of the normal bullshit, and it's not a vacation movie. I mean, they're in fucking like Staten Island or wherever. Yeah, like it's the a whole real, time. it's the, a shitty that's, vacation. That's the opposite of vacation. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah. a sentence. Yeah. but it's it's kind of it feels like they actually had a story. They're like, you know, maybe we should try with this one. <laughs> you know, it's not just hey, we're going on vacation. Write some jokes which seems to be the MO for all the other ones. But I don't know, I mean, it's-
3: yeah, I, it feels like their Netflix movies are, are they don't have to necessarily make something that's bankable because they're going to get mm-hmm. paid regardless. It's just got to be something that they know they can put together. Mm-hmm. Like, like if that movie had been a theatrical movie, no one would have given a shit about that.
2: Oh no. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess that's like when the bar doesn't have to be set very high, it's easy to jump over it. <laughs> And that's kind of what they, they pull off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, other things. <laughs>
2: yeah. and, and I mean, there there were a few moments that got a good laugh out of me. But I mean, uh-huh. it's definitely not like nonstop or anything like that. But. Yeah. but yeah, you could do a lot worse. Let's put it that way.
0: Uh, I actually watched this a few weeks ago and wasn't going to bring it up. But you mentioned Adam Sandler. I watched Uncut Gems. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> i i don't I don't think I like the movie like I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just don't think I liked it like at all and it it really comes down to like do I want to watch somebody self destruct in like some of the dumbest ways possible? And the answer is usually no, especially when the person like I think there's something interesting about watching somebody self destruct that has reasons to, or has at least some reasons to, but like he's, he lives in like a nice place in the suburbs with a family and kids. And then it's just like, I have this compulsive gambling disorder and I'm going to make the worst decisions possible at every point in turn. And, and I I get it. It's like, you know, people have this, but like, it's not very enjoyable to watch someone suffer through it at their own hands. I, again, it's a weird thing because you know, I understand how addiction works and it's like, it's at your own hands. but It's not your fault sort of thing. You know, it's like, but you don't necessarily want to watch it either. You know, like mm-hmm. it's sort of like, you know, you yeah. watch leaving Las Vegas once. <laughs> like I, I yes. kind of, I worry That's about it. people that watch that movie more <laughs> than once in their life. Like,
1: like uh,
0: acting aside or whatever. No, like there, there's, there's listening to the blues and then there's like wallowing in misery. Like I said, it's the <laughs> difference between like, you know, give me a good blues album, but it, like, don't give me a Cormac McCarthy Burke book, you know, cause it's like, I, there's only so much I can take in a sitting where it's just like, you know, no. And like I said, it's, it's fine. And I mean, I think like he's doing a thing, you know, trying, you know, it's, I, I, I feel like this is going to sound mean, but I, I kind of believe it. It's, it's sort of the Bruce Willis principle. Like, I think we've seen Adam Sandler not give a shit for so long that when he kind of half tries, because I still don't like necessarily say, think like he's doing some amazing thing, sort of like, I kind of had the same reaction to like punch drunk love where it's like, everyone was like, Oh my God, this is where he becomes serious. Like he's going to do the Jim Carrey transition into the drama. And it's like, is he though? Like, cause I, I don't think it's that special, like mm. you know, just because you put a you know guy you're usually going eh, you you bully you know, like and put him in a drama thing doesn't suddenly make it like oh he, he stopped being doing silly voices this is good now like uh-huh. no there's just some people like you know never did I think like put him in the highest quality thing ever and it's like Sylvester Stallone is not going to like do some amazing acting performance he's going to do good for an action star <laughs> you know kind of thing right. you know but. Like I said, uh, that maybe that's a bad example because Rocky and First Rambo have some drama in them and stuff. It's like, this is like less than that. Like, I, you know, I just don't think Adam Sandler has the capacity to be like an amazing actor. You know, it's just <laughs> like, oh, you've just kind of been coasting along doing silly voice thing and barely caring for so long that when you do something serious again, people are maybe a little overreacting to how good it is. Just a little bit. <laughs> Like I said, yeah, yeah. Like Bruce Willis has done this a few times throughout the years, where it's like, oh, maybe this is where he cares again, and then it's like, nope, right back to the bullshit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah, but yeah. like I said, it's it's fine. It's a well-made movie. It's like I said, I just will never watch it again, ever. <laughs> like, ever. Just, yeah. Know what I'm in for? Yeah. No, thanks.
3: Hmm. Um, I real quick just want to mention a movie that's on Amazon Prime called The Hollow Point. Okay. Uh, it is Patrick Wilson and Ian McShane. Um, I kind of liken it to two things. It's like all those movies that came out in video stores in the '90s that had a bunch of stars in them that were just about crimes in a sleepy town somewhere, that um, kind of thing. Kind of like that, like a, like a post Tarantino era,
0: like or oh, more like that kind of thing, like the crime Tarantino dramas.
3: It's like there are people in this that you know, and it's like, what is this movie, and how do these people? you know why did they why did they decide to do this and, and things like that um so it kind of harkens back to those it would pair well with uh hell or high water it's like a sleepy desert crime story kind of thing but about desperate people in a bad situation uh th- the story goes some really bizarre places uh there's at least one plot twist early on in the film where you're like whoa holy shit i did not see that coming um because of the cast, you're never quite sure, like, who's going to live or die and when they might exit the movie. So that's kind of interesting how, like, the lead could change two or three times over the course of the film. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting thing that doesn't seem to get made much anymore. And I was just kind of enthralled with it when I saw it, so. Huh. Recent movie? I mean, how long? How... Uh, 2016. Okay. So... It's the, it's the, uh, the guy who directed uh, Apollo 18. Oh, okay. That's it, a weird transition, but all right. It, is that a, with
2: the Deadly Moon Rocks?
3: Yes. Okay. It's nothing like that. <laughs> it, But it was just interesting. It was like, oh, he did that. Huh? That's interesting.
0: Wait, was that the plot of Apollo 18? Because I mean, that was the one where it was like, it was the found footage thing, right? Isn't that what that was?
3: yeah it was it was this you never heard about this mission here's right because why. it went horribly wrong and here's yeah here's
0: you know we found footage and on the moon yeah <laughs> <laughs> we went to the moon and found this footage right yes
2: and it
1: had Literally. kevin
0: bacon <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and
2: tom hanks
0: yep and Gary no, kevin Snace. bacon didn't get it because you can go to the moon well none of them did so. mm.
3: nope yeah they had to come back right there were problems yeah <laughs>
2: so do you guys have anything else when you want some emails
0: email yeah yeah i Fuck like
2: email yeah. all right we got two from murray and uh we'll explain why by the end of it but uh the first one he's titled jocks hello bamcast this is murray from canada eh? longtime <laughs> listener and now a patron love your show blah 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 I'd been reluctant to suggest anything to you guys because Chuck has seen everything and apparently he has true. some master list of all the awesome movies ever made already compiled somewhere. But since mm-hmm. you're down to watching bad Julie Strain fake exploitation flicks, I thought I should <laughs> I thought it should be okay. I give huh. you Ninja the Final Duel, directed by Robert Ty from 1986. It might be available on Amazon Prime, not sure. There's a copy available on Amazon.canada it's the craziest, goofiest, most awesome ninja ass kicking flick that I've ever seen, and I don't use the word awesome lately. There are naked lady ninjas, stunts, 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 crazy bad good voice dubbing, stolen music dubs from the big budget films with constant insanity, and the fights are actually good. I laughed with glee at everything I was beholding. Joy through jocks are to be had. This is a five jocks movie. Best ninja movie ever. Watch, rinse, repeat. I've said my piece. Bye.
0: <laughs> okay. So it's called Ninja the Duel? Is that right?
2: ninja the final duel the
0: final duel
2: yes so he said that's all he had to say about it and then he emailed a few minutes later and said doofus (laughs) is the name of this email he said hi this this is from canada again eh i'm a doofus i just watched ninja the final duel and it's from 1986 not 1981 and there are no naked lady ninjas in it it does have a naked lady fighting ninjas but that's not nearly as cool I must have conflated the film with some other crazy ninja flick, maybe a Godfrey Ho picture or five element ninjas 1982, which is also a goofy fun martial arts flick. Ninja. The final duel is still loads of fun, but it may only be a four jocks movie. The lesson here kids is to watch the movie before you send out the recommendation. I wallow in a pool of my own <laughs> bad movie. Shame Murray out.
3: Yeah. See, well, that's a rookie mistake. You you have to watch the movie before you recommend it because We've gotten these kind of follow-ups before, which is like, nope, never mind.
0: (laughs) I wish I could have done that with hardware. (laughs) This is not the movie you think you remember at all. still don't know what that other movie is. No clue. Looked. I've looked. I've looked and looked and looked.
2: Yeah. It happens. And then there's times where you remember I come in peace and Mm -hmm. life is good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that Uh, that was BJ.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I I remembered watching I Come in Peace, and the thing we both right remembered was the uh, CD death thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: Uh, it is on Amazon Prime. Oh, good. It, uh, it has an entire Asian cast, so I don't know what's going on there. It is. Harlow and I have seen five element ninjas or whatever that is. That's a Shaw brothers movie. There are no topless ladies fighting in that. Well,
2: he said 1982. So I don't know if there was a second five element ninjas or like
3: a, you I know, mean,
0: generally speaking, naked ladies were not really part of most Shaw brothers. things.
3: Yeah. yeah no, they were, I mean, they, they were, were very about conservative when it came condoms, to the but, ladies, you know, like,
0: <laughs> and actually, you know, the blood condom thing is like, it's not through a lot of their movies. That wasn't mm-hmm. until like some later era ones where they were like, eh, we need some violence. People are
3: starting to not care. Yeah. We're just hitting people with sticks in this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: and then we got another email. All right. You're going to like this. Also one. from Murray? No. Oh. This is from Kurt the Rock from Bangkok.
0: Oh, shit. It's
2: been ages.
0: It has been a, a spell.
2: Yeah. Kurt said, uh, fatal conflict. He said, hello from Pakistan where it's perpetually 71 degrees because I've been quarantined for two weeks. This, however, has allowed me to explore some of the more remote corners of Amazon Prime and I discover Fatal Conflict which just begs for the Banffcast treatment. It's like someone crossed Die Hard with Lockdown then time traveled to the year 2000 to make a movie. A very brawlless Kari Wurr plays the John McClane role and doesn't do a half bad job of it. Leo Rossi and Jennifer Rubin split the bad guy duties. Also, Miles O'Keefe is in it because why not? <laughs> Check it out. He sends the link to the Amazon site. Kurt. Good to hear from you again, Kurt. It's been a while.
0: Did I, did I hear about... Did I hear Carrie Werher or however you say her name? Is that what I Carrie heard? Were, yeah. yes. Car- Carrie Werher. Yeah. Carrie Werher. Of, so,
2: of remote control and Command and & Conquer fame. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like...
0: Because people seem to be in love with her and I, I couldn't remember why. Remote control. Okay. hmm Yeah. It's people of a certain era, age, I think. And I, yes. The crazy thing is like, I watch that show all the time. She must not have done anything for me or I was just a little bit too young because... I don't remember her. Like mm. at all.
3: No. I even was... had the remote controlled PC. I remember game. Colin Quinn.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: She was the <laughs> cute girl that rolled her eyes at
3: Colin Quinn a lot. Sure. Yeah, I just well, like I said it's That's every girl. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's, it's been a very long time since I saw that and I just it didn't carry over to yep. Curry Curry were and fandom or whatever.
2: Yeah. So put it on your giant list of awesome movies, Chuck.
3: Sure that, that, that list.
2: somewhere. There's no such list.
1: Yeah. There's
3: a list. <laughs> put it on it Chuck. I have lists sure
2: we, we did used to have a list but that oh that list still exists it does oh yeah yeah we had a much recommendation a list too but yeah problem is so they, much of them had like uh, keywords we don't review so yeah. that's always a bummer
0: yeah and yeah because i think th- we would watch what is it De- is it death wish 3 that's the where it starts to go absolutely fucking insane but other you know yes horrible uses of the keyword <laughs> before okay
3: yeah. death wish 2 is the one we can never ever watch because okay. that's like 20 straight minutes of keyword violations mm-hmm. uh death wish 3 also has that problem but it's kind of everything in that movie is done with in 30 seconds like every scene is over in 30 seconds
2: and it's mitigated somewhat by just over-the-topness with everything else.
3: Everything, that movie's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I thought that yeah. was the one I remember you saying, yeah. like, that's the insane one. Yes, Death Wish 3 is the fucking most canon movie ever.
0: is 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 it a Death Wish movie where he twists the guy's dick? Or, or just grabs him <laughs> by the balls or whatever? Like, it like just like janks just into his crotch and just keeps twisting it. Like I swear, I, I swear to God, there was a Charles Bronson movie I saw on like cable one time where he just grabs a dude's junk that's like on the floor and just getting information out of him by just twisting his dick.
3: <laughs> that could be Kinjite Forbidden Subjects. <laughs> uh, th- I'm sure somebody it probably, knows out
0: there. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like I remember seeing on cable. Charles Bronson but, movie. I let was assuming it was my, a uh,
3: dick twisting uh, list that I've got <laughs> here. <Dick Twisten. laughs> no, I just, I was Old assuming
0: Richard it was a, la- a latter day, you know, Death Wish because he definitely oh, had that, he had the older Charles Bronson look, you know, like he switched, you know. It's
3: definitely a canon film, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> dick twisting, that was their. Yeah, you, you only yeah. get
3: twisting from Colin and Globus. <laughs>
0: Menachin hey, Golan this actually movie means needs more dick, dick. twist. <laughs> yeah, and Golan means twisted dick in Yiddish, I believe.
1: Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I got a Menachin Golan. <laughs> it, was a, it was a tribute.
3: <laughs> it was a tribute to him. <laughs> I Now <can> Charles Bronson. <laughs> Jesus. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I mean, I know we're a ways off still, but like when this is over and we can get back together and watch the movies, man, we're gonna watch some fucking movies. Uh-huh. Let me tell you. None of this, like, hey, maybe this maybe this dog movie's all right. No, fuck that. We are going to go hardcore, oh, nonstop, you. five jocks of paloozas.
0: Is that what we're doing on Extra? You're just, like, setting a tone so that I can have joy later? <laughs> that we're watching the most mediocre of the mediocre shit ever?
3: No, Extra's different. Extra's oh, an is experimental it? process.
0: Oh, sure. It's the Black Box <laughs> Theater of fucking PAMFcast over here.
3: Extra is just kind of a... A free form, you know, whatever yeah. happens, happens. That's
0: that's mainly why we don't video cast it, because we're just both wearing, wearing black Leotards and just <laughs> blending into the
1: scene.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Chuck says wistfully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, no extra will get better. I promise. Oh okay. <laughs> he All doesn't right. believe you.
0: I don't, because I mean, like I said, it's like we've been on a, well, is this a one jocks or one bag thing for like a while now? It's like, this is so like, I we've wasted We've had a lot of time. zeros. Yeah, a lot of zeros here lately. Yeah. Yeah. Batting a goose
3: egg here lately. Yeah. It'll get better. Yeah. Okay.
2: But if you want to hear those extra episodes early, check them out at patreon.com slash BMFCast, where it's what, six months exclusive access there? Yeah.
3: <laughs> About a year now.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, like, like ahead. Yeah, about a year. Yeah. Oh, re- seriously? You, it, I could have sworn you put a Christmas one up like a week or two ago.
3: Uh, yeah. Or it's, was that Christmas
2: in July from last year? I don't know. <laughs> Holy shit.
3: Okay. Okay. So the December episodes are making their way to the main feed now. So yeah. yeah, about six months. You're right.
2: Yeah. So you're about six months. Uh, yeah. If you want six months ahead, it's only a buck.
3: You could
0: say yep. we're six months underground because I believe that's the latest episode yes. that just went on the main yes. feed. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yep. And uh, plenty of other stuff. Uh, bonus Doctor Who podcast at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Exclusive ac- access in the Discord server. A whole bunch of good stuff. Yeah. We try to make it worth your money.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so check it out. Ca- b- Patreon.com slash BMFCast. Can't speak. Uh, if you want to email us, Email at BMF at BMFcast.com. Or give us a call. Wake up Garfield. 910-5 Jocks BMF. nine one zero five five six nine two six three. You That's will not actually wake show. up. <laughs> you will not actually wake up, Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> He will just take your message. He'll send you
0: straight to voicemail. <laughs> you call and it's just Andrew Garfield. And he's like, "Hello." And you're like, "What? This is it's not like what, what I was a expecting." Spider
3: Man.
1: Why are all the
0: Spider Man British now? Yeah. We got me and Tom Holland over here web slinging everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I think I assume they have a British Spider Man monthly meeting or something uh-huh. just to talk about other web slinging action.
3: Actually, it's President Garfield, and I think it'll sound a little something like this.
0: I hate Mondays. I
2: yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm is... President
0: Garfield.
3: <laughs> Otherwise,
2: just go to bmfcast.com. Find all the social stuff on the side there.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. So do we have homework for next week? Um, or should Not we do yet, No Quarters but... at some point? I know we do yeah, that let's... show, too. Let's do a
3: No Quarters next
0: week.
1: Yeah. I mean, technically video-
0: speaking it could just be another variety hour. be like, we're talking about video games this time. Yeah,
1: yeah it could be. I,
3: mean, I got I turbo to talk about. <laughs> or you think you already did. Yeah, no, <laughs> the other side. Oh. You don't
0: yeah. you don't eventually end up in the indie five hundred in the in the video game?
3: I hope the, the whole video game is nothing but an indie simulator <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where it's just graphic swaps of cars with snails.
0: It's just all pixel art. Hit the turbo button.
3: Just mash the buttons and little <laughs> snail
1: moves.
0: Yeah. Only available in the Turbo Graphics 16. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here, shall we? Let's, yes. I'm Harlow.
3: I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck, and this is BAFCAST out. <laughs>
1: Just want to kill a bad guy buys the beer.